0: Thanks for listening to the Seeds Church Podcast. If you're in Middle Tennessee, we'd love to have you join us in person for one of our services. Check out SeedsChurchTN.com for times and locations.
1: As we open this morning, I just wanted to share a story from my childhood with you. When I was a young girl, I grew up in the same small town in Iowa from the time I started school until I was the end of my sophomore year. And during that time, I had developed a certain group of friendships, I had become the certain um, person that everybody looked at and thought, well, that's Jamie, that's how she is, that's who she is. The good and the bad habits all mixed together in one package, right? The end of my sophomore year, my parents told me that we were going to be moving. And I At first, just had a total meltdown. Couldn't imagine leaving all my friends, everyone I knew, everything I knew. But there was no choice to be made other than to go with my family. So we moved and I had to start my junior year at a new school. But as the time arrived for me to head back into school, there was an excitement that began to grow and build because I realized that I had this moment to be whoever I wanted to be to once again handpick the friends that I wanted in my life, to once again choose what kind of habits I was going to create, what kind of persona I was gonna put off, and how people looked at me, how people saw me. And as we lean in this morning, I wanna read a scripture as we get started, and we know that things are getting ready to go back to what we're calling normal. <laughs> whatever that, whatever, is, whatever anymore, that is right? Um, I want you to think back on this story throughout today knowing this, that we're headed back into what may look somewhat like what we used to do. Because I knew when I was leaving my school that I grew up in, I was going to be going to another school and I knew there would be some resemblance. But I also knew it was going to be different because it was going to be different people. It was going to be a different form of systems that they would have. and. And I had this opportunity, like a clean slate, to be who I wanted to be. Well, in Luke, if you um, read Luke 5, 36 through 38, says this. Then Jesus gave them this illustration. No one tears a piece of cloth from the new garment and uses it to patch an old garment. For then the new garment would be ruined, and the new patch wouldn't even match the old garment. And no one puts new wine in old wineskins, for the new wine would burst the wineskin, spilling the wine and ruining the skins, for new wine must be stored in new wineskins.
0: So, yeah, we're getting ready to go back into this um, way of life, but it's not what we had before. Right. And I think we've got to come to terms with that. Um, uh, for some of us, we, I think, realize that already. For some of us, maybe we haven't and we're ready to go back.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: there is no back, there's only what lies ahead.
1: Right. And that can cause anxiety and nervousness, but also it can be really exciting. It
0: can be. It can be very exciting. And, and there should be an excitement about it, but it's also good for us to be prepared. Right. It's good for us to be prepared in our hearts because at some point or another, Uh, because we have a preconceived notion of what it's going to be, what it's going to look like, everything doesn't turn out the way that we expect it would. Right. Even if we've prepared, even if we've planned, things don't always get executed the way that we think that they should. And so that opens the door to disappointment. Right. And uh, some of us are probably already wrestling with disappointment (laughs) of how this last season has (laughs) gone through. I mean, right? I mean... We've right. had expectations. I
1: didn't, I didn't lose all the weight I thought I was going to lose during quarantine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right? Come on. What, what? Or was it the opposite of that for yeah. me? Probably yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. And so we've got these disappointments um, and about what has happened, and we may be disappointed about what's going to happen in the future. And if we stay in the place of disappointment, it can lead to discouragement. It can lead to disillusionment. It can lead even to defeat. And for some of us, um, we have been walking in defeat over through this last season. We've been walking in defeat, and what does that look like? It looks like all different kinds of ways.
1: Well, I think if you go back to what we were saying, when you have these expectations for what even this last season was supposed to look like, there were things I had on my list when I found out we were going to be quarantined away for a moment that never got checked off. I wanted to write more songs, I wanted to paint more paintings. Sure. We had all kinds of housing things we wanted to get done.
0: And we got some of those done. We got some of them done,
1: but you can find yourself being disappointed at the things you didn't get done, or you can look at what is still available for you to do. It's all really about changing your perspective as we go forward into this next season. But I know I've even talked to people who have found themselves um, disappointed in the education that their kids have had during this time? It's really just not been what they thought it was gonna be.
0: For for me, I was, um, you know, wrestling with the disappointment of, you know, the diet and exercise <laughs> that I thought I would change. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was wrestling, I'm wrestling with the disappointment of uh, kind of the self-investments that I, I thought I would get around to uh, reading certain books and organizing certain areas mm-hmm. of my life, and they just haven't happened. And I'm not trying to come up with excuses for why that happened, right? <laughs> no. But they didn't, yeah. And and I'm a little disappointed about that. And and Proverbs 13:12, you know, says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so we've hoped for these things that they were going to happen. They didn't happen, and it's kind of leaving us sick to our stomach a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'm look- I mean, we're looking at our our daughter who's going into her senior year. Missed her whole. They do their senior class trip at the end of their junior year. Missed her whole senior class trip. You talk about disappointment and hope deferred. Um, you know, we're hoping that they're going to be able to to redo it this year. But I've talked to so many people who had grand plans on their calendar that through this just got wiped off.
0: Yeah, all kinds of things. Uh, people have lost canceled. their jobs. Yeah,
1: people you know, have found that they thought they were really close to people that haven't reached out to them.
0: All kinds of things. All
1: kinds of things.
0: And like I said, disappointment can lead to defeat. And defeat can look like, you know, slipping into old habits. Yeah. And maybe even slipping into new habits that are not good.
1: Destructive. Yeah, Yeah.
0: destructive things. Maybe it's alcohol abuse.
1: Yeah.
0: Pornography. um, Abuse, whether it verbal or physical abuse because you're dealing with the stress mm-hmm. with the, with the disappointment and the discouragement and the defeat. You've got this stress mm-hmm. and the stress comes out and you, you're thinking, well, man, I really don't have that many problems. All my problems are like first world problems. I don't understand why I'm feeling this way, but you are, and you mm-hmm. need to know what to do with them. And sometimes when we don't know the right way to handle them, we fall into destructive habits. And I mean, it even could be as, as something like, I'm binge watching Netflix all the right. time, or I'm binge eating. Yeah, Things that, that may seem like they're not so harmful, but yet it's, you're developing a poor habit right. in your life, and you're kinda headed in a downward spiral, but it doesn't have to stay that way. Right. We can't allow disappointment to debilitate us. Hmm. Listen, the truth is that God is present, He's made a way for you. He loves you. There's no amount of defeat or disappointment that you can get in that's going to make him give up on you or walk away from you. And if you're in the place of disappointment or defeat today, I want to encourage you to pray the prayer that David prayed when he was in that place. In Psalm 61, he says this, verse 1, he says, Hear my cry, O God, listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth, I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. See, there's that disappointment there. But what is he doing? He's doing the right thing. He's calling out to God. And he says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foe. And so we're going into this new season and we need to know that the circumstances that we're going to face, the new circumstances aren't going to change us. They're not gonna change us. When we enter a new season, we have to make the adjustments that the Holy Spirit is leading us towards, and we otherwise we're gonna t- keep turning down the same dead-end streets over and over and over again. So let's talk today about how to defeat this disappointment and transition well. Yeah. And we've mentioned how we've had these expectations and the expectations have failed us, but we can adjust our expectations. Yeah. And that's one of the ways that we can defeat disappointment and transition well is adjust your expectations. Adjusting your expectations is not about lowering your standards. It's about changing your perspective.
1: Right, right. Like we were saying earlier, I was disappointed in myself for not painting as much as I wanted to and I can look at that side of it or I can look at the other hand and go, I I did paint some. I did get some painting done. So it really just depends on what side of things you look at. It's the half glass full or half empty (laughs) syndrome.
0: Yeah, I I think in the scripture of Luke chapter eight, um, Jesus is having the craziest of days. Mm. It starts out and he's like casting um, a legion of demons out of a guy. And then he gets in the boat and he crosses across the, the lake there. And as soon as he gets to the shore, he's met by a guy named Jairus and his daughter is dying and he's begging Jesus, Jesus, you got to come to my house and you got to heal my daughter. So immediately like Jesus is like, well, this is not what I plan to do, but yes, I'll do this. So he's going to Jairus's house. And all of a sudden in the midst of the crowd of people, he feels healing virtue, healing power, leave his body. And he stops and he says, who touched me? And of course, we have the encounter there then with the woman who had the issue of blood. She'd been hemorrhaging for a number of years. And Jesus's entire day is hijacked. Yeah. So his expectations are changing by the moment. Like, wow, this is not what I had planned, but this is the issue that I'm facing now. And he can look at that and he could get his feathers ruffled. He could fall into disappointment and say, well, this day isn't going how the way I thought it would or he can change his perspective and look at this as an opportunity to minister. Listen, if you draw back a bowstring and you fire that arrow, and that arrow doesn't hit your bullseye, then it hasn't met your expectation, right? Right. So you can be like, well, well, that's it. You know, um, I missed the bullseye. I missed the opportunity. I guess the way, that's the way it's always gonna be now. I guess that's it. I missed my, miss my chance. No, don't be like that. Go grab another arrow right. out right. of the, the quiver, draw that, that bowstring back again, and aim and shoot again. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that leads us to the next point, is if we're going to defeat disappointment, and if we're going to transition well, then we need to learn from our defeat.
1: Yeah, in in Romans 5, verse 3 and 4, it says, We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment.
0: Right, so if I didn't hit the bullseye the first time,
1: Try again. I I
0: grab another arrow, I try again, but I don't do it the exact same way I did it before. Right. Right? Yeah. Because same actions produce same results, right? Right. So I grab another arrow and I adjust. I don't repeat the same exact motion that I did before.
1: So I think that goes back to, and I'm sure you have all heard before, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. Well, here we are in this moment and we're having this, Grand opportunity really is the way that I look at it. And I keep hearing the Lord say, it's a clean slate. It's a clean slate. So we have this moment to take things that have maybe caused um, disappointment or have made us feel like we have been defeated in our past and change it. Maybe you've been you know, aiming that arrow in the wrong direction for so long, here we are in this moment, you get to grab a fresh arrow and aim in a totally different direction.
0: And if you don't hit the bullseye again, then do it, then try right. again. Right. Make those adjustments. Learn from your defeat. You know, I, I think about um, Thomas Edison and his right. team of people. They're trying to perfect the incandescent light bulb. You know, there, a lot of people think that he invented the light bulb, that, that that's not really not the case. They were trying to perfect it. And they tried over and over and over and over again. But they didn't try the same thing over and over and over again. Every time they had a failure, every time they met defeat,
1: they'd learn from it. They
0: would learn from it. They would do something different, and then they would go on and find out. Well, this isn't this isn't the way to do this. Right. We're going to try a different way until they came to the result that they were looking for. So we shouldn't let defeat defeat us. Let's learn from our mistakes. Let's not repeat them. Let's try again. Pastor Dan Scott, who many of you know, he said this once. He says it's not our past that most determines who we are. Hmm. It's our imagined future. It's not our past that determines most who we are, it's our imagined future. I think so many times we have been told or we think to ourselves, well, I am just who I am today, and my, my current circumstances are a sum total of my past choices, and there are a total of my past experiences, And that's why I'm here today. And there's an element of truth to that, but it doesn't have to remain that way.
1: And how exciting is that? Because that means that through this whole time, the things that you have had your expectations set on that didn't happen, doesn't have to remain that way. So if you've gone through this whole quarantine time and you felt yourself pulled back into old habits that were yucky, you don't have to stay there. Right. Like this gives you the opportunity to know, no, it's not really about what I've done. And you can start setting your mind and speaking your words, like we've been talking about, about what you want to see in the future. When you come out of this quarantine, what is it you want? What is it that you feel like God is saying, hey, leave that behind. That does not define you. Yeah. Let's move forward from here. And I love that. I love the, the opportunity that we have in front of us.
0: Absolutely. It's getting God's vision for your life. Yeah. And so that's what the imagined future is. You get God's vision for your life, you hang on to it, and you take steps towards that. And if you mess up, then try again, <laughs> right. right? Right? You learn from your defeat. Yeah. I think another important thing that we can do to defeat disappointment and to transition well is build meaningful relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, relationships are a resource that God put into our life to help us. And really, to be honest, we should not really expect much change if we are not connected in the right relationships. God put people in our life intentionally to help us and vice versa.
1: Yeah, that this week you sent me a text with a scripture in it that speaks on that and it's in proverbs seventeen seventeen, and in in this translation it says this a friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in time of need that's great but when you read it in the message it's like wow okay so proverbs seventeen seventeen 17 in the message says friends love through all kinds of weather and families stick together in all kinds of trouble That's a strong family.
0: Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. You know, there are deposits of treasure that are inside of people that are in our lives, Mm. and we need that. Uh, I'm not talking about making friends with rich people i'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about there are things that God has inside yeah. of of people that you need to be in a relationship with because God wants you to experience that treasure, but the only way that you're going to experience that is by being in relationship with yeah. them and vice versa. There are deposits of treasure that God has put inside of you yeah and in order for them to come out that you need to be in a relationship with the right people as well because there's people that need what you have.
1: Yeah, I was just talking to a friend of mine this week about this whole situation of, of this moment in time where we have been sitting in our homes and, and she actually said to me, I've been a little hurt because I haven't gotten a lot of my friends to reach out to me. They've not been reaching out to me. And I, I just said to her, well, did you reach out to them? And the thought just never even, you could just see the light bulb come on in her head, like just, oh, I haven't reached out either. And I said to her, you know, I think I'm seeing both sides of friendship where I'm having one person come in and say, I can't believe they didn't reach out to me. And another person saying, well, they didn't reach out to me. I can't believe it. And we're both experiencing the same thing, but have this opportunity and this time to say, wait, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to be a good friend. I'm going to pursue a relationship. And for some of you, you need to pursue new relationships. You need to take inventory of the relationships that you have been in in this past season of your life, even before the quarantine, you don't have to come out of this and go right back into toxic relationships. Right? Why don't you ask the Lord, God, who is it that would be life-giving to me, and who would I be life-giving to? Then that same conversation that I had with this woman, I said, you know, on the majority of time, what happens when you walk into a room is you are drawn to people that look like you, that walk like you, that talk like you, and I am finding that when god brings people into your life that don't look like you that maybe don't talk like you and don't walk like you there is an iron sharpening iron that happens because if a whole bunch of of people that are all the same are hanging out together they think the same about everything nothing challenges each other it's right. just and so when they when they allow god to earmark her hey you need that person in your life whether you know it or not Begin to pursue a relationship with that person and see that there might be things in them that can draw gold out of you that you didn't even know you had because they pursue things in you you didn't know you needed to push out. And so I would ask you to take inventory of your heart again and just say, well, God, if there's new people you want me to develop relationships, earmark them, but also would you remind me of people in my past that we can come back together and really just be a benefit to each other to spar each other on to greater things.
0: That's good. So build meaningful relationships. It's one of the ways to defeat this disappointment and one of the ways to transition. Well, you've got to do it. I mean, this is so key. We're built, we're created, we're made for relationship. And it's so important who we're in relationship with. And then one of the the last thing that we need to know here, I mean, there's all kinds of things that we need to know, but the last thing we want to talk about today, uh, if if we want to defeat disappointment and transition well, is that we need to know that God's not done with us. Like I said earlier, I said, God has good plans for you. He loves you. He's making a way for you. He is not done with you yet. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. So what I want us to do right now is we're going to read some scriptures, and I want faith to come to you. I want you to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you about who God is, about who you are, and about as we're going into this new season. and. Let your faith rise. Let this build your faith. Let it come up to meet the expectations and the the plan that God has for you as we're going into this new season. The first one is Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6. It says, for he himself, God, this is who it's talking about, for God has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. Yeah. What can man do to me? So if you've got anxiety, if you've got stress, if you've got disappointment, if you've got discouragement about what has happened or what is to come, you don't have to fear. Right. You have to fear. Oh well, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to still be this person I've you know that's come out during in this quarantine. Listen. Many of us have gotten stronger during this time and some of us have gotten weaker during this time, but you don't have to walk in fear if you've gotten weaker. He's saying, I'm not gonna leave you, I'm not gonna forsake you, it doesn't matter what weakness that you fell into, I'm your helper, you've got nothing to fear.
1: Yeah, and you have a church family too yeah back to like relationships you're not alone you don't have to walk out of this alone there is a group of people that want to come alongside you and say come on come on you don't have to live in that place let's walk out of this let's walk out of this in victory also if you look in isaiah 43 starting in verse 19 it says for i am about to do something new see i have already begun do you not see it i'm such a firm believer in this that I actually have this scripture on our wall, in our home, to remind myself that no matter what season we're in, no matter what we're going through, it's not always gonna be this way. Good, bad, or the ugly, it's not always gonna be this way. He's making all things new.
0: Yeah, and it says there, he's gonna make a pathway through the wilderness. Well, man, if this last season hasn't been a yeah. wilderness, then I don't know what is. Yes. But I'm telling you what, God is for us. He's with us. He's our helper. He won't leave us. He won't forsake us. He loves us. He's making a pathway through the wilderness. Yeah. Like I said, like we've been saying all day, no matter what you've been dealing with in the past, that can stay there. God has something new for you today. Yeah. To be honest, church, with you, I'm. my heart is a little heavy about all of this because I know what my expectations were through this quarantine about what I, what I wanted to see in my own life, and my own self. I had expectations about what I wanted for Siege Church, and they haven't all happened. And, and I'm looking at the church at large around America, and I'm a little concerned instead of us pressing in during this time, maybe we've squandered it a little. But here's what I know. I know it doesn't have to stay this way. Right. I know that I don't have to stay disappointed with myself. I know I don't have to stay disappointed with things didn't work out the way that I thought they would with Siege Church or the church at large. What I do know is this, God can make a pathway through the wilderness.
2: Yeah.
0: This moment is not over, it's not too late, I I am not confessing that we are backsliding. I'm not confessing that over the American church. I'm not confessing that that my life is stalled out. I'm confessing and believing now is the time to drop it into the next gear. and We're going to go. You know what? We're going to adjust our expectations. We're going to learn from our defeat. We're going to continue to build meaningful relationships because God's not done. I want to read this last scripture to you here in Philippians chapter 1. Verse 6, it says, God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Guess what? Christ Jesus hasn't returned yet. So it means God's still doing his good work on the inside of us and I'm gonna continue to come into agreement with that. I'm not going to come into agreement with disappointment. I'm gonna break agreement with discouragement. I'm gonna break agreement with defeat and I'm gonna believe what God's word says about me, what it says about our family, what it says about this church, what it says about our community, what it says about the church at large god has good plans for us he's not done with us and it's now the time to move forward and not revel in disappointment
1: wow yeah i want to say this we've been talking a lot over the last few weeks about speaking things that aren't as though they are that we have power in our words because of who lives on the inside of us and so as we go out into our world as we come out of our homes, as we head back into our businesses, back into our norm, quote unquote, let's begin to speak some things out not about the disappointment, not about the disillusionment, not about maybe what we did while we were in quarantine, but what we want to see happen, what we desire is revival. What we desire to see is the dry, dead places in our lives coming back to life again. And I believe with all my heart that there is something new coming, that God isn't finished, absolutely isn't finished, that He has started a work in our church. He has started a work in the American church. He has started a work in the church at large. And there has been a pause, but that does not mean that he is finished. It means he's getting ready to do something. And so as we close today, I just want you to listen again to these scriptures about the dry bones in that valley that God said prophesy to them and tell them to come back to life. And when the skin came on the bones and they stood up as an army, he said again, then prophesy to them and breathe life, prophesy life, breath into them. And so this morning as we're speaking to you, I just say this, there is a life, there is a life and we prophesy that the spirit of God would invade your home right now as you're watching this, that you would feel the life, the presence of God blowing on you and breathing life into you. That it is indeed not your past that most determines who you are, but it is your imagined future. So church today, let's begin to imagine what God has for us. Let's begin to look forward to our gatherings together and God moving in a mighty way when we come back together. It is not about where we have been. It is about where we are going. He says, the Lord took a hold of me and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me around and among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground. It was completely dry and they were completely dried out. Then he asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? O sovereign Lord, I replied, You alone know the answer to that. Then he said to me, Speak and prophesy a message to these bones and say, Dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. And this is what the Sovereign Lord said, Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscle upon you and cover you with skin. I will put my breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he had told me. And suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise across the valley. And the bones of each body came together and attached themselves as a complete skeleton. Then as I watched, the muscles and the flesh formed over the bones. And the skin formed and covered their bodies. But they still had no breath in them. And he said to me speak a prophetic message to the winds son of man speak a prophetic message and say this is what the sovereign lord says come O breath from the four winds breathe into these dead dry bones so that they may live again so i spoke the message as he's commanded me the breath came into their bodies and they all came to life and stood up on their feet as a great army And then he said to me, son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying, we have become old dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Therefore prophesy to them and say, this is what the sovereign Lord home to your land. And then you will know that I am the Lord and I have spoken and I have done what I said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. I know that was a lot to take in this morning, but let me just say this. Come out of your grave this morning. There is hope for our nation. There is hope for our land where there is dry, dead bones. I prophesy, we prophesy this morning that the bones would begin to rattle around. This world, that they would come to the knowledge that He is the Lord. He is the one true God, the one living God, and He is breathing life into your home this morning. He is breathing life into your children. He is breathing life into your marriage. He is breathing life and purpose into your businesses. He's breathing life into our country. He's breathing life into the nations around the world. And so this morning we prophesy dry bones, get up and dance, get up and dance. Oh, dry bones!
2: Get up and dance! Get up and dance and live! Saturday was silent, surely it was through. Since when has it possible, never stopped you? Friday's disappointing, Sunday's empty too. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? This is the sound of the tribones rattling. This is the phrase making dead men walk again. Hope in the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound of the dry bones out of yeah. yeah. Pentecostal fire, stirring something new. You're not going to run out of miracles anytime.
1: in prayer together right now. God, we just thank you so much. We thank you for your presence in our homes. We thank you for your presence in our lives. God, you have seen the mess that we have been through. You have seen the mess that some of us are still going through, but that does not determine, that does not determine where we are headed. You determine that. So we pin all of our hope. We we pin all of our future on you, God. God, I thank you for the church. Not just Siege Church, but I thank you for the church. And I thank you that you are coming alive inside of those who call you their Father. You are breathing life. Breathing life into dry places. And Lord, we are going to see the church become everything that you wanted it to be. We prophesy that now and we say, Church of the Living God, get up on your feet and live. Yes. We pray revival. We pray revival into our nation. God, for those who are watching this morning who do not know you, Would you just wrap yourself around them? Let them know that you are real. And if that's you this morning, all he says is that you need to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. So I just invite you to do that this morning. And for those of you who are sitting in your home and you are dealing with disillusion and disappointment, come out of that in the name of Jesus. Just come out of it. Know that God has a good future, that he is making all things new, and there is something coming that is so great. Get your hopes up. Yeah. Get your hopes up. God, we thank you for what you're getting ready to do. We thank you for the good future that you have for us. And we are excited to see you move in a mighty way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Stay connected with us at SeedsChurchTN.com and on social media. Our mission at Seeds Church is to help people discover who God created them to be and equip them to do what He called them to do. One of the easiest ways you can help us accomplish our mission is by simply sharing this podcast. You can do so by subscribing leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing it with your friends on Facebook. Thanks again for listening. We hope to see you soon.